0: From Largo to Seminole, this is a M. tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning.
1: Ah, it is the Jack and James show Hello. for sure for the edificationally audacious. And it's a Monday morning, one of our top ten favorite days of the week, and it's six minutes after five. And if you want to join in our conversation and make the jack and james you can fill in the blank and make it a
2: trio jack james and collard show
1: yeah there you go (laughs) 800-969-9352 is our number and you can text us at 82945 and begin your text with the call letters wfla and once again what do we do on the iheart app
2: with the iHeart app, there is a microphone. As long as you're streaming, News radio WFLA, so download the free iHeart Radio app. Crystal clear audio, by the way, for listening to our station. Uh, but you'll see a microphone on the screen. You tap it, and then you can record up to a 30-second message for us. And we can
1: play it on the air.
2: We can, yeah. I, I, I go through them at least uh, a couple times an hour, and a lot of them, you know, uh, I wish we had time to play them all. Well, we'll try to play
1: as many as we can, for sure.
2: Yep, yep. So those are the ways you
1: can join in the show. Hey, we've got um, Fiona, which has now strengthened into a hurricane yesterday as it bore down on Puerto Rico, where people braced for the severe wind and the torrential rains, of course, and they said historic levels of rain are expected to produce landslides and heavy flooding with up to 25 inches forecast in some areas. Uh, And as of yesterday, Fiona was centered about 50 miles south of Ponce, Puerto Rico and it had maximum sustained winds of 80 miles an hour and it was moving west-northwest at 8 miles an hour And, of course, people are pretty concerned about this, um, about Fiona coming. And this is, well, it was two days before the anniversary of Hurricane Maria. Um, And that would be tomorrow when Maria hit a devastating Category 4 that hit on September 20th of 2017. And it destroyed the island's power grid and caused nearly... 3,000 deaths on Puerto Rico and more than 3,000 homes still have only a blue tarp as a roof and infrastructure remains very weak but the uh, forecast was for it to pummel cities and towns along Puerto Rico's southern coast that have not yet fully recovered from a string of strong earthquakes that hit the region beginning in Late twenty nineteen. So um we've been fortunate over here. Yeah we have for now. Knock on wood. Well we're over halfway through the hurricane season now. Um and we've got well this is Fiona. The next named storm will be Gaston, followed by Hermione, then Ian, then Julia, Carl, Lisa and so on down the line, but we are very fortunate. No, uh, well, very few storms or very few severe storms hitting anywhere. This is the first one to actually do any serious damage. Now,
2: right. We'll have to check in with Kate because I know she's she's not down in Puerto Rico, but she's kind of close by. So I'll have to wait till she uh, she wakes up later on. But we'll have to ask her kind of like what the conditions are. A little, bit. I'm sure it's a little bit windy where she's at.
1: Yeah, I I like. Puerto Rico. It's a great place to visit. Anyway, it's 5:10. Time to check in on our traffic with JohnThomas.com. Quick
0: takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time, providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And
1: Chris Traikman here from the newsroom at 13 minutes after 5. And what do we have going on this morning, Chris? Well, we're getting started
3: early this morning, aren't we, Jack? <laughs>
1: yeah, we certainly are.
3: I just looked at that. We are very early. Yeah, in. it's five twelve. Well, <laughs> I guess we can talk for 10 minutes. Uh, let's see. The uh, broadcast of Queen Elizabeth's funeral is expected to shatter all-time records. The estimates predict 4.1 billion people will tune in around the world. That would make it the most-watched broadcast of all time. That's surpassing the uh, 3.6 billion that watched the 1996 Summer Olympic Games and an estimated 2.5 billion who watched the funeral of Princess Diana 25 mm. years ago.
1: Yeah, I watched that. I remember that one.
3: Yeah, it's amazing to think that uh, you know some of these things, as far as ratings go, dwarf the uh, the numbers. Say for a Super Bowl. You know, we think of, like, big oh, yeah, ratings for the Super
1: Bowl. That's our most watched program in the United States when we get around to a Super Bowl. but
3: Yeah, I mean, we're only say, talking a couple hundred million there. This uh, dwarfs it. Yeah, I mean, these are billions and billions of people watching. Um, and so it starts at around 6 a.m. our time. There, uh, the motorcade of President Biden uh, apparently left where he was staying and is traveling to the, uh, to the event. And uh, a lot of other world leaders are there as well, Jack. I mean, this is a very tight security event oh, because there's yeah. so many international uh, heads of state that are showing up for this funeral. Yeah, that's going to
1: be a big deal. Are you going to watch
3: it? Well, we'll be watching it here in the newsroom and monitoring how things go. So I guess I would be counted as uh, part of the $4 You yeah, will watch be. It. <laughs>
1: Uh, That might be when I'm napping. I'm not sure.
3: Yeah, maybe you can catch it on replay. (laughs) So uh, the governor of Puerto Rico says the impacts of Hurricane Fiona will continue through at least today. It made landfall Sunday afternoon and is right now uh, hitting the uh, Dominican Republic where it's going to go north. And it might even get up to Bermuda as a Category 3 storm. So, the good news about that is it's heading away from Florida, but unfortunately, some of those island countries are getting hit. Yeah. And are dealing with the uh, after effects. I mean, Puerto Rico, looking at two feet of rain.
1: Yeah, Dominican Republic's going to take a little bit of a hit there, and, yeah, of course, Haiti right next to it. But, as you pointed out, Bermuda may end up getting it. I was in Bermuda one time, and they had a, uh, well, it was a tropical storm,
3: but it was just beneath being a hurricane. Yeah.
1: They dealt with it very well. Yeah. They're used to it.
3: Yeah, they're right out there exposed in the Atlantic. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they have preparations for that. But, but nobody wants to deal with a Category 3. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly been a long time since they've had to deal with anything like that. But once again, though, you know, here we are at this point in the hurricane season, and Florida has managed to uh, get off scot-free. Yeah, and we're halfway through the season now. Yeah. It goes through November 30th. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you think of these storms, this is only the third hurricane of the entire season and the first one to hit U.S. soil this year. So President Biden is making headlines on a variety of topics. He was on 60 Minutes last night. He made the comment that COVID is still a problem in the U.S., but he says the pandemic is over. He also talked about the FBI raid at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, calling the storage of classified documents totally irresponsible and he hinted that he plans to run for reelection in 2024 but hasn't made a firm decision yet
1: yeah that'll be up to his democrat brethren i think and frankly i think they're going to talk him out of running again because he is very incapable right now of putting together sentences sometimes i mean his speeches are horrific yeah he- and he's got so many other problems because i guess of his age and uh i I just don't think democrats are going
3: to allow him to run again i mean they're going to talk him out of it you know when you compare him to years past and you know he has such a long history in washington uh he just looks a lot older because you know people remember him from uh, the 80s and the 90s uh, even the 70s when he first came in yeah and then you see him today and that's where people say, you know, maybe he's lost step. Maybe he's just not, uh, you know, not up to a second term.
1: Yeah, and you can imagine what it would be like if he were there all
3: 2028. Well, that's true, too. I mean, 2024 is still a ways off. Uh, and, and, you know, already it's been a tough job. You know, the presidency is just a brutal job, Jack, no matter what age you are. Yeah. And I think there are some people that that are concerned that maybe at his particular age, it might be a little bit too much for a second term. But once again, he hasn't made any decisions yet. But uh, you certainly get so the the idea that some of the uh, more prominent Democrats out there are, are getting ideas. Maybe oh, the, Cali- yeah. the California governor, maybe even the Illinois governor, uh, people like that.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any chance that Biden is going to be the Democrat nominee. Uh, and, I mean, I think that's
3: a shoe-in that this is a single term for the guy. Yeah. So Jack, nobody said that the Buck season was going to be boring, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, how about that game yesterday? It was three to three for three quarters. I mean, I think yeah. the Rays scored more points, you know, over their games in the weekend. And then out of then they had this brawl, right? This was like oh, an ongoing boy, that was something. Yeah, the ongoing problem between uh, Mike Evans and the cornerback, uh Marshawn Lattimore. I guess they had gone at it. Over the years, yeah. that's right. They had major problems over the years. And, and there was something that was said between Lattimore and Brady as they were leaving a play. Brady turned around, said some things, and then there was some pushing and shoving uh, involving Leonard Fournette and Lattimore, and then Mike Evans just came in and knocked Lattimore to the ground, and then it was on. Yeah. Um, they all started uh, you know, clearing the benches, and people were getting tackled, and the refs had to break things up. Uh, they ejected Evans and they ejected um, Lattimore, and there's the possibility they could be suspended because yeah. of that behavior. But which, gosh, it, it really set off the Bucks. Oh yeah, I they mean went on and won at twenty to ten. Which... Yeah, be careful, you know what you do to get a, a team fired up. I mean, you go three three for nut for all that time in the game. And then there's the brawl, and then Brady throws that un- unbelievably perfect touchdown pass. Oh, that was
1: incredible, to too. To the corner yeah. of the
3: end zone. And then three interceptions on Jameis Winston, our good friend from years ago. He was a good <laughs> friend of mine when he was here. <laughs> yeah, and he was a good friend of the Bucks yesterday. So <laughs> he, <laughs> he throws, right. throws three picks, including a, a pick six, and the Bucks ended up winning pretty comfortably 20-10. to 10.
1: Oh, yeah. And the Rays beat the Rangers 5-3 took
3: 2 out of 3 in that series. They're looking good as we keep moving forward to the uh, playoffs, you know, they got to get momentum and you know, yeah, and get a groove the going on.
1: Astros and the Jays are here this week. So, uh another interesting them at home for a while.
3: Another interesting game, Jack, was uh, what happened down with the Dolphins. Did you see that uh the game against uh, uh Baltimore? It was like they were down uh, it looked like they a blowout of a game. They scored 28 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, to win the game.
1: And I saw some highlights of it. Yeah, but that was that was it was a good sports weekend for sure. Yeah. Well, we've got more from Chris coming up here in nine minutes at the bottom of the hour. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Jack. It's 5:21. We got uh, today in history coming up here in a moment. Right now, we got. John and Today in Traffic.
0: Now, taking a look back at This Day in History on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: And This Day in History, uh, let me get my stuff out here. Yeah, you know, This Day in History is presented by the Duncan Duo, Today in History for September 19th. In 1676, Jamestown is burned to the ground by the forces of Nathaniel Bacon during the Bacon's Rebellion. That was on the uh, Peninsula of Virginia. 1777, in the American Revolutionary War, British forces win a tactically expensive victory over the Continental Army in the first Battle of Saratoga, up in the Northeast. 1778, the Continental Congress passes the first U.S. federal budget. 1796, George Washington's farewell address is printed across America as an open letter to the Republic. In 1862, in the Civil War, Union troops under William Rosecrans defeated a Confederate force commanded by Sterling Price. 1863 in the Civil War, the first day of the Battle of Chickamauga in uh, northwest Georgia, the bloodiest two-day battle of the conflict and the only significant Confederate victory in the war's western theater. 1864 in the Civil War, Union troops under Philip Sheridan defeat a Confederate force commanded by Jubal early. With over 50,000 troops engaged, it was the largest battle fought in the Shenandoah Valley up in Virginia. 1944, World War II, the Battle of Hirtchen Forest begins and it became the longest individual battle that the U.S. Army has ever fought. 1946, the Council of Europe is founded following a speech by Winston Churchill at the University of Zurich. 1950, the Korean War, an attack by North Korean forces, was repelled by the Battle of Nam River. In 1957, Plumbob Rainier becomes the first nuclear explosion to be entirely contained underground, producing no fallout. 1985, a strong earthquake kills thousands and destroys about 400 buildings in Mexico City. 1985, Tipper Gore and other political wives from the Parents Music Resource Center as Frank Zappa, John Denver, and other musicians testify at U.S. congressional hearings on obscenity in rock music. 2010, the leaking oil well in the Deepwater Horizon oil spill is finally sealed. It had been there since April of 2007. 2011, Mariano Rivera of the New York Yankees surpasses Trevor Hoffman to become Major League Baseball's all-time saves leader with 602. Um, 2016, in the wake of a manhunt, the suspect in a series of bombings in New York and New Jersey apprehended after a shootout with police. 2019, a drone strike by the U.S. kills 30 civilian farmers in Afghanistan. And finally 1972 Tampa's record hottest temperature this late in the year occurred. And what do you think that was, James?
2: I'm sorry, say that one more time?
1: The hottest temperature this late in the year uh, in Tampa. You
2: know for, for for here in Tampa or everywhere?
1: In in Tampa.
2: I'm going to say, oh, it's been hot out lately. I'm going to say maybe the hottest 96 you got it.
4: Really? Woohoo! For the first time degrees, it's because you Katie score.
2: <laughs> this
1: day in history presented by the Duncan Duo, get your career booming by being a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now join the duo.com. And it's 5:30 on AM Tampa Bay, keeping you up on
0: what's trending. Here's the AM Tampa Bay trend Katie Bacino.
1: Well, a trendsetter Aww. not quite that good looking. <laughs> we, we've got James Berlander here with uh, What's
2: Trending well, Here. Well, you know, I I know you miss Katie, so I'm going to turn my voice with with the technology that we have here in the studio. I'm going to turn my voice into Katie's. That way you, oh, you won't miss boy. her as much. All right. Okay. I want to hear this. All
1: right.
5: Well, we're going to start with some national days today, National Butterscotch Pudding Day.
1: (laughs) Good job.
5: (laughs) Do you like butterscotch pudding?
1: (laughs) All right, let me hear yours, James, in your voice.
2: Uh, You know, I I, I like using Katie's voice, actually.
1: (laughs) I, I know, that sounds weird. Oh, brother.
5: It's also talk like a pirate day.
1: Now, this happens to be Friday stuff what this is friday stuff
2: no not really
5: today's talk like a pirate day
2: no uh because today is
5: september 19th
1: where's katie
5: <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm here <laughs> I'm hidden. I just have my chair down Katie very low. Katie is, is
1: here. here. Surprise. <laughs> Holy guacamole. I thought you were going to be down in the
0: islands.
5: No, I ended up having to cancel my trip because of the hurricane slash storm. So no trip for me. We just decided to surprise you. We waited until 5.30. I've been here since 5. I was just praying you wouldn't come in this room.
2: Oh, my Lord. Well,
5: I can move my chair back up now. I've been, like, sitting on the ground. It's kind of like a late
2: birthday present for you. Yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah. You texted, I guess so. You texted me yesterday when um, I said happy birthday to you, and you were, you were like, we're going to miss you this week. And I was like, oh, he doesn't know yet. We can surprise him.
1: <laughs> well, you did surprise me. At first, I thought he had some... Audio from last Friday or something, and <laughs> oh my!
5: Nope, it's me, and it actually is national talk like a pirate day today. So if you want to just Ar- arr- Ar-
1: you talk like a
6: pirate,
5: ahoy, matey! I don't have a good pirate. Ahoy,
1: matey. Oh, you're mighty, mighty! Wow, yours is good. Mighty. You're a pro. <laughs> well i've been to a lot of gas brilliance
5: <laughs> that's fair but yeah i did um end up having to cancel my trip we had the option to opt out and i didn't want to get trapped on an island so i stayed here and now you get me all week
1: hey that's great <laughs> we were expecting to only get you friday that's I know. terrific well the trio is here we are happy Woo-hoo! to report at 5 41 and we'll be hearing from t crafts here in just a minute a lot of good sports over the weekend good results for tampa bay but Right now we'll check in with John
0: Thomas and Traffic. Live on the Free IHeart Radio app. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
1: Well, we had a big and a great sports weekend here. And Tom Krasnicki T Krass is here right now from 953 W D A E down the hall, the uh, Ronnie and T-Krass show and that was quite a game between the bucks and the uh and the uh, saints sure was with a 3-3 game for so long and finally started doing some scoring
7: yeah after the big fight jack Yeah, obviously with Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, two guys who hate each other's guts and they do have a violent history. And I think Evans might be looking at a suspension, but I think if you're going to suspend him, you have to suspend Lattimore, too, because he was certainly the antagonist in that whole brawl. And maybe we'll find out a little bit later on today. But after that fight, Jack, it was the Buccaneers who were ignited by it and the Saints went downhill you know, Tom Brady threw the big touchdown, and the defense was incredible. Five takeaways, oh, yeah. six sacks, including a pick six. The Bucks have a championship-level defense. It's a top-three unit in the NFL.
1: That is great
7: to see that. And when you combine
1: that with the potential for the offense this
7: could be a very good year yeah look and once they get healthier offensively they didn't have chris godwin or julio jones or donovan smith i think once those guys come back everyone's saying "Wow, brady doesn't look like brady yet i think once he gets those guys back They'll be able to open up the offense. But so far, Jack, on the road against two pretty tough teams, they've got two wins. Now they come back home. They'll get Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on Sunday. Ray J is going to be sold out. It's going to be electric. And then the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes come in the following Sunday night. So this is a very tough four-game stretch. A lot of people thought, you know, if you go 2-2, two and two, you'll be in good shape. Guess what? They have an opportunity to go 3-1. and one, Maybe 4-0. and oh, We'll see.
1: Yeah, definitely so. Well it's good to see the pack coming down here and uh you yeah, know that'll be next Sunday at 4 I think it's 425 and, yep yeah 425 and of course, the Rays took two out of three from the Rangers, so that was good.
7: Yeah, they did a nice job, and looks like they might be getting Tyler Glass now back. Right now, they're in the second wild card. They're only half game behind Toronto for the top wild card. They'll be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of playoff positioning between them, Toronto, and Seattle. Those will be the three wild card teams. You want to be able to get the top wild card, so you'll be hosting that best of three first round playoff series.
1: Yeah. And we're working our way down toward the end of the season now. we got another, what, a month, month and a half?
7: Oh, two weeks, Jack. Two I mean, weeks? Yeah, we're getting right towards the end. About two weeks left to go, and then, you know, once the calendar flips to October, there'll be a couple more regular season games, then you're into the playoffs.
1: Oh, man, that's great. And uh, if you happen to be an FSU fan and a um, West Virginia fan, being a West Virginia grad, I was glad to see them win, but FSU beat Louisville. That was a big win on yeah, Friday night, yeah. I think people expected that, and the Gators barely beat USF.
7: I watched that entire game, Jack. I did, too. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And look, there's a lot of questions about Florida and Anthony Richardson, their quarterback, and kudos to Jeff Scott for getting that team ready to play. And, you know, if it wasn't for a bad snap and a bad hold, They might have pulled off that upset, which would have looked really bad for the Gators. Yeah, I
1: think the Gators are going to drop out of the top 20 as a result of almost getting beat by an unranked team because everybody expected USF to be slaughtered.
7: Yeah, they were like a 25, 26-point underdog going into that game, and they took the lead in the fourth quarter in Gainesville at one point. So, yeah, the Gators have a lot to work on.
1: Yeah, and if they hadn't had what was it, a bad snap or something like that.
7: They it was would've... it was a bad snap by the center on a on a third down play, which took them almost out of field goal range, and then it was a bad hold on the field goal that would have tied the game right at the end. So
1: Yeah. Well, it um it is a fun season and uh we'll have to wait and see what all let's see, what do we got coming up next? The
7: raising night- the Astros tonight, by the way.
1: Yeah, the Rays and Astros. Uh, and then later on, the Jays during the week. So, well, you can hear a lot more down the hall at 95.3 FM and 6.20 AM with the Ronnie and t show. That would be Tom Krasnicki and... Great to have you in here talking about a fun weekend.
7: Always my pleasure, Jack, and happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Certainly appreciate you being here for all the years you've done it, and I hope you had a great birthday over the weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, my wife took care of that, for oh, sure.
7: Yeah, good old joy. Love her. <laughs> yeah. Let her know I said hello. Thank you, T-Crash. Thanks, Jack.
1: It's 5.50 on AM Tampa Bay. Time to check in with John Thomas and traffic.
0: This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It is five fifty four
1: on AM Tampa Bay, and Rory O'Neill, our NBC News Radio reporter, joins us right now. And Rory, the big story today is Queen Elizabeth's funeral, which is underway, and uh, got an awful lot of important people there from all over
3: the world.
8: Uh, there are heads of state, uh, as you said, from all over the world, President Biden, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, right now, we have King Charles helping to escort the body of his mother from Westminster Hall to Westminster Abbey, all part of this incredibly elaborate uh, procession that will be filled with uh, events, all with significance in history uh, throughout the day today.
1: And uh, the president and his family is there.
8: Right. President Biden, and Dr. Jill Biden, first paid their respects uh, to the queen while she was lying in state at Westminster Hall. Uh, The the casket outside the abbey right now, uh, it has this imperial state crown on top, along with the orb and the scepter, uh, the three main symbols of a monarch's power over the country, part of the uh, royal jewel collection. And um, really the events will get underway in earnest uh, in just a couple of minutes. The funeral is expected to last just one hour's time. Then there will be a procession. Her casket will uh, will again be placed uh, on this gun carriage, taken to the Wellington Arch at Hyde Park, and then from there, placed in a hearse and taken to Windsor Castle. She'll be buried after another ceremony tonight uh, in the St. George Chapel at Windsor, alongside her husband, Prince Philip, and her parents are buried there as well.
1: Yeah, that's going to be quite a thing. And of course, security is very tight because of all of the uh, important people that are part of this.
8: Yeah, I was watching the procession of people gather inside. And it's interesting because I didn't see a lot of Hollywood celebrity types. Uh, you know, there weren't many easily recognizable faces because there are so many political figures uh, and people associated with the monarchy who have been invited to fill all the seats that are there.
1: Well, it's going to be quite a day. Really quickly, um, we're going to have soaring electricity costs with uh, winter coming up here and people needing to heat their homes and everything.
8: Yeah, there are a lot of uh, experts all hoping for a mild winter in order to... uh you know, keep the the demand down. A lot of the natural gas that the U.S. produces is being shipped over to Europe right now uh, to help them out as they brace for a chilly winter, uh, cut off from the natural gas supplies from Russia. So uh, that, because there's more gas going over there, that is likely to cause an increase in prices here.
1: Well, for sure. Rory O'Neill, our NBC News radio reporter on Twitter, at Radio Rory, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
8: Thanks, Jack.
1: Talk to you then. 5.57 on
0: AM Tampa Bay.
3: Bloomberg Radio.
0: From Palm Harbor to Valrico, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. Great day in the morning,
1: AM Tampa Bay, which is Tampa Bay's foremost reality show. And finally, we're back to Abnormal. Woo-hoo. Jack and Katie and James all together in a big informational clump here this morning.
2: Yeah, we did start as the Jack and James show at five a.m., but now we're the Jack, Katie and James. We're show. all
1: we're yeah. full up here, which is great. Uh, anyway, we got some birthdays here. We got a bunch of them coming up tomorrow, but today we got John Kluzek, uh, Tommy Lynn Schleicher. And Lori Goose's middle name, I guess. Lori Goose uh, Pekovic. But huh. uh, those three are all we have today. We've got a bunch of them coming up tomorrow. What do you all have for birthdays?
5: I have Emily Parks, a friend of mine up in New York, Joshua Knowles, Roger Hess, Morgan Weed, Nick Gear. I don't know. Yeah. G U I H E R Gear. G U
1: I H E R Gear. Yeah, either that or Geyer, but...
5: And then I have a heavenly birthday to my dear friend Jack Strong, who passed away a Uh, few years ago.
2: hmm. And I've got Kami Marmando, Scott Lang, and Dave Martinson all having birthdays today.
1: So happy birthday to one and all of them. I hope you all have some jokes, because I've got some bad ones again.
5: Well, let's hear your bad ones first.
1: I don't think I have it. I'm going to have to copy it and get it it over here tomorrow Uh, anyway I wondered why the baseball kept getting bigger and then it hit me
2: (laughs) ha (laughs) ha whack
1: (laughs) a sign on the lawn in a drug rehab center said keep off the grass let's see the midget fortune teller who escaped from prison Was a small, medium, at large. (laughs) The soldier who survived mustard gas and pepper spray is now a seasoned veteran. (laughs) Well, that's enough. Have you all got any?
5: Yes. Which state has the most streets?
1: The most streets?
5: Mm
1: -hmm. Let me think.
5: Rhode Uh. Island
1: oh rhode island ah there you go
5: what do you call a fibbing cat
1: a fibbing cat yes i don't know that one either
5: a lion oh Oh.
1: (laughs) and any more
5: i have one more what do you call a fancy fish
1: a fancy fish
5: sophisticated (laughs)
1: <laughs> so i've never stupid. gotten any of those how about you james
2: what's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle uh, one wheel they're close it's oh. too tired <laughs> no tire. oh tire. i <laughs> ah,
1: got it well that'll be that'll be enough here for now you better send us some jokes folks we need them desperately as you can hear it's 610 on AM Tampa Bay in time to check in with John Thomas and traffic.
0: 619. In the darkest times, he is a beacon of hope. When common sense is needed in a mad world. A voice for Americans. A voice for America. This is Lionel on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at
1: 614, it's why we love Mondays and Lionel, what's on your mind this morning?
6: Jack, let me, first of all, issue to you a heartfelt and uh, a a late happy birthday to oh, you. Oh, thank you. Oh, great one. <laughs> I understand that by order, by proclamation, there was an order that on the day of your birth, at 9.30 p.m., all car lights were ordered to be on. So that was pretty impressive from what I'm hearing. That's what I, I, I heard. I that's true. And they say it was from everywhere you looked. No matter where, it was just incredible, and I think so so well-deserved. <clears throat> Jack, I have been transfixed by the ceremony regarding the funeral of the Queen on so many different levels. Can you imagine, first question, do you know that people waited sometimes, the, the cortege or the queue, the queuing, and by the way, please, watch BBC and then watch Fox and you will cry. You will say, oh, my God. <laughs> Fox has a guy named Typhus or something named after disease. I have no idea. He has, they, they have, they have b- blithering idiots. This was one of the most. In fact, I'm, I'm really interrupting my, my funeral watch for you, but, you know, first things first. But they were asking people who waited sometimes 10, 12 hours, staying outside, queuing, as they say, young Children, which is redundant, one, a little girl, nine years old, sounded more eloquent than Joe Biden ever at any moment of his life. People showing respect and reverence to solemnity, heraldry, pageantry, tradition, a real sense of national connection, history. It's the most beautiful thing in the world, and it makes me so so sad. Imagine trying to go up and. First of all, I don't know who would, who, whose death. I'm thinking, Jack, maybe what? JFK? Maybe? Prior to that, FDR? No. I don't know if we've ever had a country gripped absolutely just. It might be JFK in my lifetime. And maybe, maybe FDR. But we just don't have that. Succession of politicians. Forget it. Or anybody for that matter. But. To see this and to think that they were there as one, it made me realize we are this fractionalized society. We have no sense of history, no sense of honor, no sense of anything, no sense of English. I can't say this enough. The worst person, the worst, the Ted Baxter of BBC (laughs) is our... Uh, John Kenneth Galbraith, I mean, theres you don't really realize how we have slummed it down in terms of our culture, our news, until you do a comparison. BBC has been just absolutely incredible in terms of explaining it. And let me tell you, if you love Dynasty and Falcon Crest, and you want to see some backstage stuff, you just look at what's going to happen to Meghan Markle and Harry. Just wait. If that's your thing, if you want to see these people make the Gambino crime family look like the Junior League, they have—they are cold-blooded. Just wait. You can march, but you can't wear the patch. You can't wear the medals. You can't wear the uniform. You're not going to be the third Earl Viscount of Exchequer. I mean, they, they will hit you at so many levels. And Harry is the best. Let me give you a little, little update. He's gonna go back to LA, he's gonna to turn to Megan and say, What have you done to me? Why did I listen to you? What was I doing? This could have been ours. What was this crap we were doing about they were racist? And they, why did I do this? And he, he is there ensconced, immersed in royalty. Kind of like when you go back to Logan, that feeling you have, you know, when, they, when you were West Virginians all stand by the side of the road with their misspelled placards. You know that <laughs> feeling of what it is to be a king. You understand it when all of the teeth look like piano keys. You know this. You understand what this is. But that's going to be the side issue. Just wait. And the best part, Americans just can't get it. Can't understand it. Why? Because we don't even have this thing called government. We don't have elections. We don't have the office. We don't have a real Congress. Did you see Biden laughing? Laughing. Laughing with... uh Dr. Jill. I mean, I, listen, I love my country and I love my America. But our, the people that we have running the show, the mm. help, so to speak, the hired help, yes. they are beyond anything I've ever seen.
1: Very so, true. Jack, well, we're running out Jack, of and time. Back again.
6: Thank you for everything you've done. Happy birthday to you, dear, dear, dear friend. Well, thank I've you. Many of your birthdays. And from what I am told, they were great. Well, you, when,
1: when you do come down here, I'm buying, so come on down.
6: Jack, there isn't enough money that could, <laughs> in any way, compensate me for the love that you would mere, merely provide by having me gaze upon that Punnam. And that countenance of yours, OJack oh, <laughs> Logan. Well, Thank you so much, Jack. See you next week, by the way, at Lionel Media on Twitter, Lionel Nation on YouTube, com. Jack, Lionel. all the best. Cheerio. Pip-pip. All Still right.
1: Done. Cheerio. It's 621. On AM Tampa Bay and checking in with John Thomas and traffic.
0: Live on 94.5 FM in Pinellas County, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And Katie and James, of course, and Aaron Real,
1: our NBC News radio reporter. And Aaron, we were talking about this earlier. People are saying electricity costs are going to be roaring upward this year.
4: Yes, it's going to be a really difficult one for electricity. And I know that you guys in Florida aren't facing the same woes as the Northeast or, you know, the Midwest. There's some different issues. But even down south uh, in in Florida, in fact, Duke Energy, their company recently warned residential customers in Florida um, that regulatory restrictions. So essentially, Duke Energy in North Carolina, it's a North Carolina-based utility company, Um, they supply electricity and natural gas to seven states in the south, and they have been working to manage gas price volatility by hedging strategies. But in Florida, these hedging strategies aren't allowed. So Floridians can expect bills to increase by an average of 13% starting in January. And really what this all comes down to is that natural gas, has the prices of it have more than doubled this year, because of global supply shortages made much worse by the war in Ukraine, and they're expected to remain elevated for months, and this is as fuel is needed to light homes and and heat homes during the winter. Mm.
1: And uh, inflation, where do we stand on that now?
4: Inflation is not great. We're going to, you know, the Fed comes out this Wednesday with with further numbers, but basically what inflation has done and the Fed's response to it is really uh, taking down Home goods stores, so home good retailers, whether it's Bed Bath and Beyond, Restoration Hardware, Wayfair, any anything of that nature, they've really seen a hit this past quarter because when people buy homes, they typically buy a lot of stuff to go inside those homes, things like furniture, curtains, lighting fixtures, appliances. Oh, yeah. But when you have sales decline as much as they did in August, actually home sales they dropped twenty percent from a year ago this past August, um, and and they fell in July for a sixth straight month. That's the longest streak of declines in more than eight years. So as a result, sales declined at home goods stores. Um, Furniture was down by 1.6 percent and uh, electronic stores were down by 5.7 percent. And Bed Bath & Beyond, Behemoth, everyone knows Bed Bath & Beyond. Last month, they said that they're going to close roughly 20 percent of their stores in order to cut workforce. Yes, because they're confronted with such um such big cost burdens themselves so basically what the fed has done with raising rates it's it's doing what it's intended to do and it's having that domino effect um you know raising borrowing costs is is created to combat high inflation and and they're combating it but it's going to be painful in the interim
1: well i guess there's not much we can do about it in the meantime just have to wait on the feds to do something for us
4: yeah that's kind of where we are right now
1: yeah but Aaron Real, our NBC News radio reporter, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
4: Thank you, Jack.
0: It's 6.28 on AM Tampa Bay. Let's hear about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day 1 AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: It's 6.38 on AM Tampa Bay, and Katie is here with us today. And uh, who's our dope of the day?
5: Well, it is a man in Delmont, Pennsylvania, never been there, but this guy is a whack job to say the least. So he walked into a Dairy Queen wearing a rainbow wig the other day and he had a handgun with him. It was in his pocket and he told police when they arrived, because obviously Dairy Queen was like, what is happening here? That He caused a ruckus, tried to just disturb everyone and police arrived Instantly, like the police officer must have been right around the corner and he arrived within like a minute, and he told the police that he was undercover and working to restore Trump to President King of the United States when he was asked why he had guns because he had multiple there were some in his vehicle, he told them that he was armed to kill Democrats and liberals and wow. to protect himself from drug traffickers oh, man. so needless to say, he was taken into custody without incident, but a total whack job
2: yes. Uh undoubtedly, that's true. I was going to say, just because we don't agree with President Biden and the policies and all the crap he puts out, doesn't mean we kill them. Yeah. Just saying. That's a disclaimer right that's here. A we do not kill good, Democrats.
1: That's a very good thought. James. Just saying. We don't want to kill anybody, for sure. We'll wait till the next election. And everybody's thinking their team's going to win, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in November. By the way, um, I'm looking forward to getting Daniel James Scott on, our our tech expert here a little later on, because they say now the Biden administration is moving one step closer to developing a central bank digital currency Ah. known as the digital dollar, saying it would help reinforce the U.S. role as a leader in the world financial system, and... Basically, they're going to be trying to get us to all start using digital dollars. Yeah, they're pretty much of,
2: trying to copy Bitcoin, and of course, everyone you know always talk, spoke about the the rumored the moneyless system, in a sense. So, but yeah, Daniel James Scott will be here on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, and we can learn about the central bank digital currencies and how it differs from existing digital money
2: available to the general public and. They'll just be able to tax us on it, that's all.
1: Yeah, and and just to see what it would mean. I mean, you know, I carry around a bunch of dollar bills and fives and tens in my pocket. Right. But does that mean I'll be carrying around Bitcoin or something like that? They'll probably
2: have this little USB drive, and you just plug it in, and it sucks the money right out.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll have to see from Daniel come Wednesday. I'm looking forward to that. Meanwhile, it's six forty, 640, almost six forty-one. Time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic
0: monitoring every tick of the market. Here's Jay Ratliff, day trading expert on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. It's six
1: forty-five on AM Tampa Bay, and we're going to get Jay on here in. Just a minute. Yeah, the market's sure.
2: been going crazy lately. Oh, it
1: certainly has been doing that. And have we got Jay there. Not yet. We are
2: uh, calling him now.
1: Okay, we're getting him. Right on now the we're line. looking
2: at the at the market futures and it looks like they are down uh 270 points currently. So, it looks like the market's going to be opening into negative.
1: Yep. And uh this inflation has really taken a toll to say the least. And we got Jay now. Um, and Jay, we were just talking about how the Dow has been dropping another 5% last week, um, 11% over the last five weeks. And I guess it's because of the inflation. And when do we expect this to come to an end?
9: Well, no time soon. And believe me, we tried. I mean, in honor of your birthday, we were trying to find desperately some good news this morning. (laughs) Well, it really, I mean, Friday was was kind of a, a boomerang that hit uh, a lot of investors upside the head when FedEx came out saying that they were worried about a global recession, and they cut their sales forecast by a half a billion dollars, oh. and that kind of sent the ripples through the market where, you know, the Dow on Friday was down 139 points or so, but this morning, pre-market... Uh, we're seeing the Dow down again as it continues to drop now 270 points. And you're right, it's inflation continues to be the uh, the problem child. And the the real concern is that inflation does not show any signs of slowing. And, and if I can skip ahead to the Fed, uh, we're looking this week at the the Jerome Powell and, and the Fed coming out with the next round of interest rate hikes. And, and the issue was two or three months ago, Jack uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell said that these three-quarter interest point hikes were unusually large. And really, they didn't look like they would need to do uh, many of these, if at all. And what we found now is there's a good chance this week we're going to have our third three-quarter point hike of the year. And it really sends the message to investors that we've not caught up to inflation, that the Fed is still behind, and that it means that inflation could get away from us and get even worse and by the best efforts of the federal reserve that they've not been able to stay ahead of it and remember you and i've talked before about how jerome powell the fed chair had said before that last year they really uh, missed the ball by not thinking it was going to be an issue this year and that they were kind of late to the party so to speak in, in responding and my fear was that meant that they could be overly aggressive to try to get ahead of it the fed has to do two things they have to try to raise interest rates to stay ahead of inflation But they can't do it fast, too fast because that will push the economy into a recession even further. So that's why this week is going to be very, very interesting. A lot of volatility, I suspect, as investors try to determine exactly how bad things are going to get before we start to turn the corner and things get better.
1: Doesn't sound like a very good time to be investing.
9: It's it's not, but look, for the long-term investor, if you're close to retirement, your exposure to the stock market should be minimal to none at all. If you're someone that is contributing every single month and you're seeing these stocks go down and your portfolio dropping, just recognize that those monthly contributions that you continue to make are now buying more shares of the stocks you like at a, at a cheaper price. And, you know, if you're in your 20s and 30s, you're like, hey, it can go as low as it wants because that that will allow me to grab a lot of shares cheap. Of course, the, the issue is a lot of people with cash on the sidelines uh trying to figure out when to jump in it's like the, like seeing the kids doing the jump rope where you've got two of them swinging it one kind of rocking back and forth trying to decide when to jump in that's the <laughs> investor trying to figure out the best time to jump into this but uh, the the bottom line is if you've got some stocks you like you pick your predetermined point of entry if the stocks drop considerably and then if the stocks drop to that point you pull the trigger you don't worry about them going any lower you follow your predetermined plan of attack and you don't let the emotion of the moment dictate your actions and that's what i teach my students and that's really the 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 format that warren buffett has used for decades in amassing his wealth is that he determines where he's going to buy a stock and jack when he gets there he grabs it
1: sounds like good advice from warren but jay ratliff we will talk to you later this week
9: and enjoy your special day my friend
1: thank you kindly it's 649 on am tampa bay and Time to check in with John Thomas on traffic.
0: On air and online at WFLA This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio, WFLA. It's
1: 653 on AM Tampa Bay. And I gotta thank everybody for all of the birthday wishes that I got over this weekend. I you mean, got like yesterday. over
2: a thousand
1: oh man i uh, they just kept coming they're still coming in i can't possibly thank everybody for the birthday wishes i tried to at some point and i couldn't keep up with them more just kept coming and coming and coming and i just want to thank everybody Uh, i know i got some from people who might not be listening but i've never had a birthday like this i've never seen anything like this and I got a great one this morning from the crew here at 970 WFLA. But I've never had a birthday like this one. I got to thank my wife, Joy, partially as well. But it was just an incredible experience. Makes me want to have another one. You will next year. <laughs> well, getting had a lot of them <laughs> over the years. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Tom Cannondon, our other listener that I met down in Sarasota over the weekend. Um, and I want to thank Banco
2: Doors for that incredible cake that they sent us here. Oh uh, Yeah, the cake from Banco is always amazing. Delicious, very delicious.
1: Yeah, I'd love to know where they got that thing. It's, that was fantastic.
5: I looked it up. It's called Batter Me Up Bakery.
1: Batter Me Up Bakery. That- where is that?
5: You know, I have no idea. Didn't make it that far, but I saw a card <laughs> um, in the cake, and I was like, "Batter me up!"
2: Thing was huge.
5: It got destroyed too. We we ate not, as much. N- as we, not in a bad way. No, we we <laughs> ate as much as we could here, but when it made its way to the kitchen,
2: oh he, yeah, it was <laughs> gone. Oh, I can only imagine all those cells, weasels, you know, came came out and ate well, into it.
1: Well, anyway, thanks to uh, Banco Overhead Doors. And again, thanks for all the birthday wishes from everybody. And it's quite a birthday. By the way, you got to check out our blog here. I haven't updated it myself, but, um, Katie has put together. A humdinger as well.
5: You need to watch this. It's a political ad out of Utah, and there's a woman who made a rap because she, you know, she wanted to stand out. It's Utah's Linda Paulson, and she's running for the District District 12 Senate race. And her rap video is one of the strangest political ads I've ever seen in my life.
2: I'm seeing her photo. She doesn't look like she knows how to rap, so I can't exactly. wait to watch this.
5: It is. Um, <laughs> it's something. So
1: I can't
2: get
1: a new one to come up there i my first one is out of did you refresh it i think your, it's yeah. i think it's
2: number two on our blog right now at am oh, the Bay. greatest com.
1: political ad we've ever seen that's it oh okay you got that on there yeah and um five reasons why it's tough to be a guy it's so tough being a guy yeah you, know, you gotta check this so one out easy. <laughs> Yeah, next week we're going to do, or no, later on this week, if Katie's going to be here, we can do it this week uh, on why it's better to be a guy than to be a girl.
5: We sure can.
1: Yeah, we will get into that for sure. I'm going to (laughs) win. Well, again, thank you for all the birthday wishes. I mean, it's been, it was an incredible one to say the least. And I'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Tampa Bay. Live it up.